0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: And I'm Karen Moscow. The Bloomberg Futures Report brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers is the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. U.S. stock index futures are little changed this morning as investors await remarks from Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen. Taking a look at futures this morning. S and Mini Futures again that'll change. So are Dow E Mini Futures and Nasdaq E Mini Futures. Ten-year Treasury down one thirty-second. The yield one point eight three percent. NYMEX Crude Oil down one and a half percent or seventy-five cents to forty-eight seventy-three a barrel. Comex Gold down four percent or four dollars sixty cents to twelve eighteen ten an ounce. The Euro a dollar eleven fifty. The Yen one hundred nine point seven one. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike.
2: Karen, thank you so much. That was fascinating. Good morning on SiriusXM Channel 119. 12, Minnesota, Wisconsin, the Iron Range. I've never yep. been up there, Michael. Really? Wow. I played with loads nice, of Minnesotans in college. Minnesotans. Minnesotans is, in is Minnesotans. is that Minnesotans, how you
3: say it? Yeah. They got to say it like they do, Minnesotans. Mm. Um, you know what today is? What is today? Why UN's birthday? Is it, I did not know that yes. our producer Yun's birthday is celebrating today.
2: So, you know, with his heritage, the Laotian tradition, he'll do will be something. Yeah. That was really something. We should we should pause here this morning and say thank you to uh, Toulouse Olenaripa and Angela Keane and, and others for their terrific coverage out of Japan this week on the yeah. economics of the G7 and the political moment that we observed uh, in Vietnam and. In Hiroshima today, always controversial, but we thought I thought they did a very good job.
3: Monsanto shares right now are down four tenths of a percent, still trading uh, in the one oh nine range. Even though buyer has offered one hundred and twenty two dollars a share for them, uh, Monsanto management has said that's not enough, but let's talk. Where where do they go from here? Chris Muir is uh, the man to ask. He's an industry analyst at S&P Capital IQ and covers Monsanto. And, uh, Chris, um, where do they go from here? Is uh, Are the folks in St. Louis actually interested in uh, becoming a subsidiary of Leverkusen?
4: Uh, good morning. Uh, I don't think I could answer what's going on in their heads uh, right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously what's uh, been said in their uh, press release is that they are open to uh, – Discussions with um, Bayer, and uh, the only issue that I see uh, going forward is, uh, you know, what happens to Bayer's share price as uh, negotiations
2: right.
4: go on between the two companies. Chris, what's great
2: about your coverage? It's almost like Value Line. You've got two single pages with a great density of research. How do low interest rates affect your analysis of a blue chip Bayer, blue chip Monsanto? And how do low interest rates affect this transaction all week we've been asking about Bayer's ability to finance under certain currencies at negative interest rates. I mean it's almost as if they're working with an unlimited pocketbook. Can Monsanto play that to a higher stock price um,
4: you know i I think that uh, more than likely you're going to see a bit of higher than one hundred and twenty two by the time this is all over um Of course, uh, that's all speculation. I I can't say for sure on that. Um, But with regard to the the cheap interest rates, it it really is an unusual uh, phenomenon that we have right now with, uh, you know, uh, debt being able to be raised at such a cheap rate. Um, Even if, uh, if they drop a notch on the credit ratings, you know, they still get a pretty good rate. Um if they have to raise more equity uh, from what I understand they have a thirty five percent limit on uh, uh, bear has a thirty five percent limit on an equity issuance before they have to go to their own shareholders uh, so that gives them uh you know quite a wide latitude in, in which they uh, could you know raise their offer and, and adjust the equity portion uh, if they need to
3: well obviously uh if a deal goes through. Current shareholders of Monsanto will benefit, but does the company benefit in the long run? Do they need a merger? Do, do, do they need a, a, a bigger corporate parent? Would that be good in the long run for the business that they do?
4: Um, you know, part of their business is the uh, the seeds, uh, you know, and their genetically modified organ uh, uh, genetically modified seeds. So that part of the business is uh, relatively. Uh, you know, safe from competition. Um, you know, it's very uh, high cost entry as a lot of uh, research and development needs to go on. Uh, the other part of their business is uh, crop protection. And, uh, you know, I think there is a little bit more uh, competition in that area. Uh, but again, they have a, a good, strong product. Um, so they're uh, they're going to be able to compete. Now, that's uh, that's based on the product itself. When you start to look at the price of the product, uh, and you see all the other mergers going on within the agricultural mm-hmm. industry, uh, those other mergers mean that those companies are going to be sucking prices or sucking costs out of their uh, you know production program, their operations, and they will eventually be able to offer their uh, their products at a lower price uh, than Monsanto would by itself. So. I think it is important that Monsanto tie up with someone.
2: Chris Muir, thank you so much. With S&P Capital IQ, I'm Monsanto. Quick look there this morning. I I can't get a handle on it, Mike. Like, do they work through the weekend? Is that the kind of thing where it's 40 executives in a hotel room this weekend? I don't get that urgency out of this transaction. No. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something. No, you get the
3: impression they'll continue to chat and see if they can make something out of it.
2: You go to MON Equity, you go to the Bloomberg Terminal, and you look at uh, Monsanto. I think they're in the seed business. They're priced at 23 times earnings. Uh, dividend growth. I'll give them that. They got double digit dividend, dividend growth, five year dividend growth, 13.8% with a 1.97% yield. I, I gotta admit, that's not too shabby. Only 22,000 employees. I would have thought they had a much bigger workforce. Yeah. Brett Beggeman and, uh, Hugh Grant, uh, leading the charge there as buyer goes after Monsanto, but uh, it's sort of, what was the, the transition? Oh, we we're looking at Time Warner, Apple, Apple, Time Warner. I had no idea how small Time Warner was versus Apple. I would yeah. have never guessed that in a million years.
3: Well, it's, uh, it doesn't seem to be anything that's going to happen, but yeah. um, Apple was investigating content. and they had It was like, Time Warner. yeah, uh, the FT
2: did that, and it was like, you know, a splash of rumor and speculation. Then you move on. Yeah. Which is what we did yesterday. We hope you liked our informed guest. Special thanks to Gene Munster of Piper Jaffray for real wisdom yesterday on Apple, his optimism on Apple. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.
3: We are counting down to the opening bell brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4 capability. Drive on at your local Jeep dealer today.
1: Good morning. I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee. The opening bell brought to you by SEI. Imagine a global operating platform designed to deliver a a differentiated and technologically rich investor experience. Find out how SEI can help you succeed at SEIC.com slash imagine. The S&P 500, that'll change this morning up a point to 2091. Dow Jones Industrial Average up five points to 17,834. And the NASDAQ is up two points to 4,904. year Treasury down 132nd, the yield 1.83%. Yield on the two-year 0.87%. NYMEX crude oil is down 1.1% or 55 cents to 48.92 a barrel. COMEX gold down three-tenths percent or $3.40 to 12.1930 an ounce. The euro, a dollar eleven fifty two. The yen, one hundred nine point seven zero. Tom and Mike.
2: Uh, Karen, uh, thanks so much. I don't have an apology to make, but words of wisdom yesterday from a listener. When I was making fun, as we all are, of TSA, and the listener said, "But every once in a while, don't they save our skins? I mean, don't they have a real public duty in protecting uh, us in these challenging times?"
3: It's not. And that they, they do a bad job. It's that there aren't enough of there them.
2: There aren't enough of them was my response to our good listener. Um, we need to speak to somebody who more than anyone is on airplanes. Brian Kelly invented an industry, which is these crazy point miles things off charge cards. Full disclosure. I read the points guy religiously and I've used some of his strategies to my ill will. But we speak with Brian Kelly because he's not in first class right now flying for, you know, $422 to Tibet. Brian, good morning.
5: Thanks for having me.
2: Brian, I really value your opinion on this TSA mess. Whose fault is it there's a three-hour wait at O'Hare?
5: Uh, it's insane, you know. New York City airports have seen huge wait times, and even if you have TSA pre-check, I was in Miami the other day, and the pre-check line was longer than the regular line. So you, even if you think you're going to get through very quickly, you may not. You know, I, I think a lot of people are at fault. Clearly, the TSA uh, could improve its training uh, and its practices. You know, the sad thing is, I think 88 out of 90 knives in a in a test got through the TSA. So it's not like it's even really keeping us safe.
3: One of the so, things. But
2: th- is there a public good to these government officials?
5: There is. You know, you know, if you go to the TSA's website, I actually follow them on Instagram. and It's kind of funny what they do catch a lot of crazy stuff. And as we all know, people are generally crazy. So I, I do think we need some sort of protection before getting on an airplane. Uh, Unfortunately, our systems, our airports are just overcrowded, Uh, you know, trying to get out of LaGuardia on a Friday. You're going to wait an hour and a half on the plane on the tarmac. So I think our whole air travel system needs major investments, and that's got to come from the top down, not from any TSA manager at any one airport.
3: Well, that leads to the question, I mean, that ain't going to happen, so what do we do about it? Um, One of the things that annoys me is is everybody's pushing Pre-check, and then you get behind all these people who are in the pre-check line and take off their shoes and their belts and everything. Else. Well, I have never gone, I, I have
2: never gone through pre-check, Michael McKee, where they've told me that every time they tell me to take off my shoes.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah it's because that's of you. That's the issue with yeah with training and you know the the agents just screaming at people. And the thing is, when they started pre-check, which is a great idea, uh, they.
2: does tsa like stuff best is it the japanese is it the germans is it turkey who who does security at airports best that we can copy well you know israel does it arguably the best but they're also
5: pretty grueling as well you know you got to get to the airport and it's just understood in their culture that you get there two hours in advance and you're going to get patted down like crazy and it's for security Mm -hmm. and i guess but in, in israel you know they've They do do a great job of, uh, you know, weeding out, um, you know, potential threats, which are there a lot. But I'm not necessarily advocating for even stricter, uh, security like that. But, you know, in Asia, the airports are generally run much, much better.
3: Well, it is what it is here. So, uh, what's your advice to the people who are going to be headed out to LaGuardia and other airports this Memorial Day weekend, anticipating long lines?
5: Yeah. So, you know, the regular lines can be hours long. You know, first class and priority lanes can definitely save you a huge amount of time. So, if you have airline elite status, book on book on airlines um, that you have that status, so that you can get through at least a little bit quicker. Absolutely, get TSA pre-check. You know, as much as we moan about it, I actually go, I travel usually one to three times a week, and TSA pre-check in most times is under five minutes. Uh, so, definitely get pre-check. It's a part of global entry, um, and also you know, upgrade to first. First class as well, if you don't have elite status, you can use miles. Um, it can uh, not only well, where you're going to get a bigger seat and some cocktails, but, um, you know, the, the yeah.
2: security as well. If you're just joining us, Brian Kelly with us for this half hour, the points guy. His terrific website uh, linking in intelligent use of all these miles. Everybody builds up. What I hear uniformly, Brian Kelly, is the airlines are trying to get us to switch to buying bags of grocery groceries with our miles to a person people are upset about this they want to buy airplane tickets when is that going to change when do we get back to where we can buy airplane tickets with our miles
5: well you can you buy airline tickets with your miles it's just going to cost you a lot more and it's simple supply and demand you know there there are billions and billions of airline miles being printed every year and capacity is not increasing you know airlines aren't adding tons and tons and tons of new routes right so we've got all these people with you know, uh, this big glut of miles. So that's why we see the airlines and hotels creating these new ways to, you know, redeem. You know, at Newark Airport, you can use your United Miles to buy your omelet before you, you know, are waiting for your plane, but it's a terrible redemption value. So generally, when you see the easiest redemptions, like buying things, uh, they're not going to get you the most value. But there's still a huge opportunity if you know how to maximize your miles to, you know, fly to Bali in first class,
3: like I do a lot. <laughs> 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 Oh, we are so jealous. Um, It's just how he does it. No one knows. Exactly. Uh, Who's got, uh, we we have to ask this every time uh, because they change these things so much, who's got the best um, program right now?
5: You know, airline-wise, I really like Alaska Airlines. They've made some changes recently that aren't great, but, you know, Alaska's not a part of any major alliance. And, you know, even if you live in New York City, well, I'm not flying to Alaska anytime soon. They partner up with amazing uh, partners like uh, Cathay Pacific Emirates British Airways and even American and Delta so it really gives you a lot of options you know when you're mm-hmm. when you're doing the miles game you can't just put all your miles in one basket with one airline uh, because you're setting yourself up for failure so diversified starwood preferred guests even though they've been acquired by Marriott it's going to be a couple years before the program changes to you know drop. So I'd, I'd, I'm still investing heavily in Alaska
3: yeah. and Starwood Preferred Guest. Let's come back yeah, with yeah, Brian I a, Kelly. I got a follow-up question to that. We got, I got yeah, the points guy.
2: Remember that on Alaska yeah. Air. Thrilled to bring you Brian Kelly, the points guy on uh, particularly that important conversation on TSA. And to all of you traveling uh, this weekend, as you heard Mr. Kelly say, the only solution, Mike, we've gotten the emails at home. One one
3: was three hours. I got an idea for people can you know. download podcasts of Bloomberg Surveillance and listen to them while they wait. They could. That will make them happy. Bloomberg
2: Surveillance Podcast out on iTunes. Thank you, Stephen Wilson and all at iTunes for the wonderful platform. We're really humbled by the response. We look at it under the business news category of iTunes. And thanks to our great team who get all of our interviews out. It's amazing how quickly we get them out. These are the audio podcasts on Bloomberg Radio. I'm really thrilled uh, with that uh, new effort, that renewed effort, I should say. Uh, Green on the screen, the Dow up 22, the uh, VIX, 13.51 this morning.
3: This hour of surveillance brought to you by Palisades Audi. Visit palisadesaudi.com. Here's Michael Barr with news headlines.
0: Mike, Tom, thank you very much. President Barack Obama wrapped up his Japan trip with a visit to Hiroshima today, becoming the first U.S. sitting president to walk the ground where 140,000 people died from a U.S. atomic bomb during World War II. The president participated in a quiet remembrance, including a wreath-laying ceremony. We come to mourn the dead, including over 100,000 Japanese men, women, and children. Thousands of Koreans a dozen Americans held prisoner. The president reiterated his hope for a world without nuclear weapons. He later met with survivors of the atomic bombing. A French ship has joined the search for Egypt Air flight 804. They went down last week in the Mediterranean. The vessel has equipment that can find the so-called black boxes. Meanwhile, search teams have picked up a beacon believed to be from the Airbus A320. It would narrow the search in the Mediterranean to a three-mile radius. Senator Marco Rubio is under pressure from Republicans to change his mind and run for reelection to stay in the U.S. Senate. One of the Republicans is Donald Trump. After a bitter campaign feud, Trump tweeted, important to keep the majority, run, Marco. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Top.
2: Michael Barr, thanks so much. Brian Kelly, the points guy with us. Mike Bowden, one of our producers, he flew to Istanbul for like $14 first class. $14. All these people are smarter than us. He thinks Brian Kelly's like God. It's Bloomberg Surveillance.
3: Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Jaguar of Morris County. Introducing the all-new Jaguar F-Pace, the first-ever SUV from Jaguar. Visit Jaguar Morris County or call 855-638-2404 for special lease and financing offers.